G'day legends and welcome back to another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast. Yep, we are back. I know, I reckon a few of you probably got a little bit worried out there. Mm. We got a little bit worried as well. We've been, you know, busy with life. It's that winter coat sort of period of Mm. time where it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. But now that the Group 1 racing is back, the light's there. Yeah, the sun's bursting through the clouds, mate. Let me tell you, (laughs) Memsy back this week. Bumper cart in Sydney and Caulfield. So, Keynotes, mate, good to be back. Life update. Give us something. Oh, fuck, here we go. Has there been a life update? My life often mirrors the punt, mate. So I've had a seven-week... <laughs> I don't know if you'd say seven weeks is a spell. I'd probably say let up, okay. if anything. Um, felt like a spell, let me tell you. But uh, bank account looking nice and healthy over those seven weeks. Good to hear. Uh, made the comeback a couple of weeks ago, a couple of winning weeks. So, yeah, ready to go third up today, mate. Yourself? Nice. Uh, pretty quiet on the punt, but very similar. Trying to save some cash. Mm. Um very busy, uh, tumultuous. Tumultuous. I was going to throw it in there. Yeah, this turbulent. Is, now, the last time we spoke about my turbulent lifestyle, we, we were concerned about the amount that was being put out. Mm. I got to say, it's gone up another level. Like, mm. I don't think I've ever been this busy in my life. Um, and my missus is currently in Europe. Yeah. So to make that make it's got to, it's unbelievable. It's just. It's a balancing act on a soccer ball. Right. You know when things are just holding together somehow, mm. it's all mm. happening, it's mm. all working? Mm. That's what it is. It's organised chaos. <laughs> but it's good to be, very good to be here. You're um, a man in control, love to see it. I don't know what kind of control it is, but <laughs> we're rolling. Um, now, who am I? You ready? Yeah, go. Rock and roll. I've ridden horses mm. professionally for 35 years. I've ridden 2,784 winners. Mm. I've won 125 Group 1s. I've struck at a place percentage of 40%. My only feature Group 1 that I didn't win was the Doncaster. Mm. I won the Scobie Beasley medal 11 times. And I was 10% of $250 million in prize money. <laughs> now, do I exist? Am I the phantom? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> I tell you what, in the last few years, this bloke has been a bit of a phantom because he's been a very hard man to catch the last few <laughs> years, but he still pops up here and there, and it's Damien Oliver. He's obviously hanging up the silks. Unbelievable career. As you said, like, you're reading those stats to me, and my mind is just swimming. Like, 35 years in the game, and you're still there at the top. It's unbelievable. You know, congratulations to just an awesome career. And we'll never forget that Rory does, that. you know, the last 50, 100 metres where he's just given it to his horse, and that trademark rule, mate, we'll never forget. For sure. To think that he's been riding for 35 years, and you're 25, yeah. and I'm 24. It's sick. 
It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yes, I think some people might not miss him as much as others. Um, a lot of those people being jockeys because it'd be good to have Ollie and other people actually getting some rides as well. He's yeah. always taken the good rides across yeah. the whole 35 years. So opens up some opportunities for the younger guys, but great career to Ollie. He's just been unbelievable. Yeah. I literally can't remember going to the races and not having him in a race somewhere. So yeah. Yeah. Um, very, very cool. Look, we've got... Some seriously good racing this weekend. We're going to cover two meetings, as as we usually do. Caulfield, race five. We're going to kick it off there, and it goes through to race nine. Then we're going to do Randwick, six to nine as well. And then we might have something a little bit buttery, a little bit tasty towards the end of the meeting. Mm. Are we going to have something tasty? That's not ringing any bells, mate, for me over here. Ah, okay. Well, we might have to wait and see <laughs> if anything hits Jacko as the episode goes on. But look, we'll kick it off at Caulfield. You have me half worried there for a moment. Yeah, we've got something, mate. Don't worry. Beautiful. Good to hear. We love the West. The West is best. 1,200 metres, race five. Um, it's the McNeil Stakes. And look, we see the... Are they three-year-olds at the moment or are they four now? They'd be four, They'd wouldn't be four-year-olds. They? These are the four-year-olds now. So that's over 1,200 metres. No, metres. three-year-olds, mate. Three-year-olds Sorry, are coming twos back. twos into three-year-olds. Correct. Yes. We're at that time of year, mate. My bad. Sorry. Barber, top of the market for Godolphin, $3.90. Legacies is $5.50. Little Bros is there at sevens with V8 at $7.50. Hedge, $7.50 as well. She Light is $11. Coincide, 14s. He Man, $20. La Zebra's on the same line. Make a call, 27 with Deadly Press. And Armed Forces for Walla, $41. Love it. Caulfield, good four, mate. Rail, back to the true position. Don't worry, I got your back, mate, at all times. Well done. That's why we work so well together. Yin and Yang over here, mate. <laughs> A couple of weeks back, the rail was out nine and they were making up ground from everywhere. So they've stuck the rail back in the true position. So obviously expecting that inside ground to be the best going forward. As far as the map for this race, Ned, La Zebra goes forward with Coincide. Legacies as well first up for Moody will roll forward and V8 um, not too far away. Hedged and Deadly Press can also show a bit of speed as well. There looks to be some pretty good speed engaged in this, Ned. So my thinking is some of these horses that are first up may be found out a bit. Mm-hmm. Just with that hot tempo and... Maybe not having that battle hard fitness coming in, just being first up. I just want to work around those, you know, couple at the top of the market that are first up, including Barber, obviously. On with Sheelight. Mm. Lesser known trainer, obviously. Um, but it came out of the same race that Little Bros come out of. And Little Bros about $7 in the market, but Sheelight's at, at, you know, 11 12 bucks represents a bit of value there. I thought it was a better run than Little Bros. It had to check back to the inside and was rock solid through the line, but... Her work past the line where she was in front of him with 25 uh, metres past the post was very good, and I'm quite happy with that. She's now up to 1,200 second up. I'm happy with that, and she represents a lot of value here. Again, she's got that fitness of having that benefit of the first run, so I'm happy to stick, and yeah, I think the price is great. Each way all value. I'm going to oppose you. I'm going to go with Little Bros here. I thought first up in the vein was an okay run. Um, just about mirrored its first up run last preparation leading into winning the Blue Diamond. Um, sort of potted along across 1,100 metres, hit the line well enough, did the exact same time, uh, exact same thing this time in, first up, now goes 1,200 metres second up. We know what he did last time, 1,200 second up. Brain, absolute barnstorming finish to yep. win a, a Blue Diamond at Sandown. And now, Caulfield, second up, Mick D, a little bit of early money as well. I just think... I think this is his race, and $7 as well, a very attractive price for me. Absolutely. Let's move on. Race six, we've got 1,700 metres. It's the tile importer, Heatherly. We love Heatherly. Jimmy the Bear, $5.50. 
Emissari is there at sevens. The Summit is also there as well. Uncle Bryn, $9. Sir Lucan, tens with Junipal. Flash Flood, $11. Macram, $13. Wasn't he good for his last preparation? Mm. He's a shocker, 16 Solcombe, $17. Shiraz, 26 with Buster Bass and Frankie Pino. Hastala War, $41. Regal Power is 126 as is Dash and Sweet Junior. Mm. Just to bask in our own glory a little bit, Ned. Macram was 20 to 1 that day at this track. Uh, or this trip, I should say, 1700 at Flemington. I reckon that's the most messages I've ever received on my Instagram. <laughs> Big win that day. Far as the map here, Neb, Sir Lucan rolls forward towards the inside. TC has come across to take the ride, which is of note. Buster Bash over from Perth to sit outside with Jimmy the Bear and Flash Fudd to also show speed. On with the on-pace runners here, Ned. There's a lot of horses that are first up, as is the case with most of the races across this meeting. I think Sir Lucan can be effective. I can see that it's probably going to be short of his best, but the fact that TC's come over to take this ride, and we know the Waterhouse runners are always forward first up, gains absolute control on this race. Nice inside barrier. One first up last prep over 2,000, so I'm hoping it can be effective over a little bit shorter. I've got it on top at 10s, and definitely saving Jimmy the Bear. He's just flying at the moment, isn't he? Billy Egan gave him a 10 out of 10 steer last time, but he was still had that will to win. He's got the fitness edge over his rivals here, and I'm happy to back up at the 550. He's never a firm favourite, Jimmy. He's always around that five, six dollar mark. Um, look, two dollars twenty-five to me is the attractive place bet. Mm. I can't find one to beat him at the moment, but I'm also not convinced he's the winner. I do think he's a top three chance though. And Gate Nine, Fitness Edge, obviously last start winning performance as well. I just think he looks the best chance in the race. Don't want to dive into a massive win bet, but I do think he's a really, really nice place bet. So. Yeah. Jimmy DeBear, each way for yeah. me. Just maps really well to park in behind them, so definite top three rock-solid chance. Race 7, 1,200 metres. It's the Tobin Brothers Cockrum Stakes. Always turn out a pretty good field in this one as well. Um, Benedetta's there, $2.70. Parasal, three fifty. Cess Magic is $5. And you got a pretty big gap then. It's $12 for Road to Ataki. Laced Up here, Hills is $14. Pap- Papillon Club, $16. Dance to Dubai, 26 Bound for home, 34. Dazzling Lucy, 41s. All About Eve is 51s. And Q Daz, that's you, Jacko, $91. Appreciate it, mate. No worries. <laughs> Dance to Dubai rolls forward from the widest gate, Ned, with Papillon Club towards the middle to boot up. They're the first two in running. I've got Paracel coming across as well, potentially bound for home to show a bit of speed. Benedetta can be aggressive from there. She's obviously second up and just a man that oozes talent, so you have to respect her. But on with Paracel, Ned. I just love the Sydney form coming across. She was three wide first up and got the job done. She was too good anyway, uh, running down Queen of the Ball. And Zugotcha was three lengths in behind him that day. So that's really solid form coming into a Melbourne race for me. Jamie Carr's back. Good to see her back on some top-class horses this week. She's booked for this ride. And, yeah, I think it's a very positive booking. She can follow the speed influences across and probably sits third or fourth in running and looks to get the run of the race. The one that's a head fuck for me, Ned, first up off a very long break. The last time we saw this horse was in the Coolmore, where it ran second behind in secret. Cest Magique. Hmm. Graham Begg, we know what that stable does when there's money involved you need to follow. This horse was 11 bucks all in. It's now going to start about $5 and potentially going to shorten further. So the money talks, and we know with this stable what they do, and clearly your horse with talent coming in off two trials. Definite head fuck, and I want to save. Mick D as well. Yeah. Just just about top three or four jockey these days. Um, here's a question for you, and I've sprung this on you because I'm we didn't talk about this, but Espiona, where do you place her if she was in this race? I think she made a mess of them. She yeah. had 60 from memory. Um, Willow would have been booked, 
I think she makes a mess of them because a few of these horses are obviously rising through the grades still and yep. now need to find themselves as four-year-olds where they don't get the favours of the three-year-old weight. Mm-hmm. Espiana would have been jogging on the spot and I think she would have had their number. Willow's yep. had a couple of... He's lost the ride in the next and also this race. There was a good ride he would have had in the next too. Okay. We'll get to it. Bella Nipatina's come out. So he's fucking... True. He's lost Bella and he's lost... Espiana, so I wonder what Willow's thinking this week. Lost two very good winning hopes. Um, mm. Look, Benedetta, I'm a fan of this horse. Have been for a little bit now, and it's hard to jump off winning horses. Um, pretty good first up, I think. The run, I think we'll end up seeing it as a better run than it actually looked. Mm. I think it, I think it'll end up being a really good run. Yep. Two dollars seventy is probably bottoming out against Paracel. Like I don't know if I'd want two forty. The yep. two seventy, you can still have a little play. Yeah. But when you're starting to get towards that 220 mark, which could do, I wouldn't be surprised. They get they probably pick one here, I reckon. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that Sis Magique will continue to, to come under backing, so that plays a factor, and you're probably going to find that um, the two at the top of the market are going to come a bit closer together. But look, I know you've got a lot of time for this yeah. horse, and I've got a lot of respect for her, but similar to you, I just think she's attached tight at the price. Yeah. But that first up run, she was there to be beat, and still too good. For sure, for sure. I, th- I think second up, she'll go on with the job as well, but it's interesting, Ses- Magic. So $11 into fives, you're saying. It's hard to see if a horse gets backed more than fives after starting 11s. Like, that's fucking alarm bells, isn't it? Well, the thing was, it's all in. Yeah. So as soon as the all-in goes True. up, which is normally the Monday afternoon, mm-hmm. they back it in. Once the final markets came up, it was already rock solid at the $5. So it's just sort of held that quote across. Yeah. Once you get to Saturday, that's when you start to see the bigger money plays coming in. Yeah. It's real quiet Thursdays and Fridays, as we know. So that's where the, the real money will start to come in, especially stable money once it gets to the Saturday. And obviously, you have to wait and see how the horse returns. Race eight, 1,100 metres, the McCafe Stakes. We've got Asfora. Oh, Here we go. Asfora, 320, top of the market. It's gone 340 to 320 just since I've sat down. Magic Time, $6. Generation, 750. Kalos is 8 bucks. Mars Crusade, I can't believe it's still going around. $10. Sai, <laughs> well, John McDeal, McNeil might be having a sign on Mars Crusader. Sai is there, $11. Ingratiating, 15s. Wee Nessie is 16 bucks. Midwest, 23s with On The Lead. Uh, La Danseuse Rouge, $35. Ashford Street, 41s. Express Pass, 67. And Starry Legend bottoms out at 71s. Midwest first up will boot forward with Starry Legend to come across. They're the first to in running. Magic time drawn quite stickily. Has to come across and hopefully sit one pair back. Going to be a good chance, that horse, if it gets a good steer, but we'll have to wait and see. Another horse out of the big stable that you want to watch the money very closely. As for her, as we know, she pings forward. She's a fast mare. She's drawn perfectly to be, let's say, no pe- no further than two pairs back. I think that sets her up beautifully for this race. She's got options from there to peel out and present her when needed. Um, obviously, Mitch Aiken's got a, a terrific affiliation with mm-hmm. this horse. And you love to see that some of those smaller trainers have these star horses like this. And you know the care that goes into them. So... She's on top for me. We obviously know the class that this horse has. She jumped out really well at stall. That was on a heavy nine. Beat absolutely nothing in the jump out, but it was the style in which she did it. She just put them away with absolute ease, and I think she's presented in really good order first up. You did mention Mars Crusader. He was another good troll, and I don't <laughs> want to give him too much air time there because I know we've given him a lot of stick and yep. we've stuck our neck out. I think they've found him a little bit at the price, but if he was 20 to 1, I'm probably having a bet, just okay. so you know, right? Interesting. Because he, he, he trialled very well the second time around. So he looks like he's ready to play first up. 
And I do want to mention Cy, that progressive mayor that's on the way up, coming out of that right, the right stable with Moody and now Catherine Coleman now, the training partnership, a progressive mare that's nice and race fit as well, which a lot of the other horses in the field don't have. So if they go too hard up front, that's the one you probably want to keep on side. For sure. I think as far as the one, like take the prices away from it. This is the classiest horse by a long way. Mm. Um, first up record speaks for itself. And then you look at last preparation, like we're talking Oakley plates, going over to Ascot, you know, horses like Amelia's Jewel knocking her off or running second in that race, um, overpass winning it. I think 320 pretty good price in this field like generation seven dollars fifty non-winner as for is a fair bit better than him mm-hmm. um i agree size the probably the rough one for me that i'm going to have something on it's three on the bounce um putting a little picket fence together obviously a very nice stable it's 19s into 11s as well um had a little let up since its last run about a month between runs wouldn't be surprised if runs a place yeah she needs to find a couple of lengths on the sectional data based on what she's done so far but like we say, we've referenced the, the camp and the you know the stable it's coming out of. That's the type of camp that will get it up and, and you know get it to continue progressing, especially with mares. And all you can do is win. Correct. Like sometimes it's all you can do. And it's all it's down to race shapes as well. That's the thing that gets lost often in sectional data, that sometimes you're dictated to by the race that you're in and the quality of the race. Maybe you've got more under the tank that we don't see yet. Here's a big one. Race nine, fourteen hundred. They didn't hold back in this race. This is the Bemsey. Geez, uh, bright side top of the market, number one, he's three dollars. I wish I win. Four twenty they've given you. Alligator Bloods five fifty. Princess Grace eight dollars. Now we got double figures for a couple of really good horses as well. Ossipenko after its really nice first up runs ten bucks. And Avisto first up as well is thirteen dollars. Duke de Cessa, twenty six dollars as well as amenable. Aegon's there at thirty ones. Then you got a pretty big gap to Steinem, seventy ones with nonconformist. Bankmore 91s, and then we've got the triple figures, Bandersnatch and Western Empire. Anavisto first up, Frosty Lane booked, rolls forward from the inside barrier. Bandersnatch and Alligator, uh, Alligator Blood are the other two that are going to roll forward. I think between the two of those, TC will have Alligator Blood outside the lead, if not tagging Anavisto if she wants to go a bit silly. Mm-hmm. Western Empire not too far away. Princess Grace showed a bit of speed first up, and she was a big run uh, in that wing states over in Sydney. And Mr. Brightside... What are they going to do there with Willow from 15? Are they going to try and boot across and use that that foundation of the first race having been first up and now has the the one race on fitness-wise? Are they going to boot forward and try and slot in somewhere or are they going to take their medicine? Tell you what, the punters are not concerned. 420 to 3 bucks. Yeah, and he's done a reversal with the horse that, you know, I'm about to have a bit of a spiel on. But I just think that's a bit tight for him. I do want to start on him, obviously. He was just superb first up, Mm -hmm. given an absolute peach by Willow. I don't know if he gets the same run in transit now, and I think we've lost the price on him because he was hovering around the 380, 390, as he said. You're now going to take three flat, potentially going to start shorter again because he's one of those horses that the punters love to back. Oh, They get stuck into him. He's always going to start shorter than his real quote, and he's obviously been good to the punters in the past, so there's no reason why they won't continue to back him. I'm playing around him, Ned. I love to back the class, and I hope I'm not going off one early, but the best horse in this race by a, a long stretch, and that's saying something for a group one ways, is I wish I win. Mm. Similar to the previous comments around Cy coming out of this camp, the arrogance of Peter Moody to um, turn this horse first up 1,400, knowing it's aimed for an Everest down the track, <laughs> the absolute arrogance of that just speaks volumes to me. Second trial was superb. We know the booming finish this horse has over 600 metres, 
You look two preps back, he's first up over this track and trip. He's done Gentleman Roy by four lengths mm -hmm. and going through the gears in, in doing so. His sectional data's through the roof. I wish I win with a bit of clear air will be... It's about how far, really, I think. Like, it's how far is he going to win by if he gets clear air? The only thing that can beat him, in my opinion, is the barrier. Couple of sabers net. Obviously, alligator blood you need to respect. He's another horse that flies first up. And Anabisto is just a flying machine over 1,400 first up as well. Frosty book. There's a lot of positives there. Doesn't even stop there. Now, you've got Princess Grace and Ossipenko from Walla that's scratched from other races where they looked good targets as well. Have brought them over here. They're at the wider, you know, quotes as well. All chances, but it's all up to whether I wish Owen gets clean air. For sure. I tend to agree. Like, gate one is a little bit of a worry for me. I wish I win. He's a horse that likes to get a little bit of space as well, get those long legs out there. Yeah. 420, I think it's an, an enough of a price that you can actually have a play. For sure. Um, if it was $2.40 or something like that, which it probably could be in a race like this, maybe if you draw 70 is more like a $3, $3 to two fifty chance. Yeah. I think you just play at 420. Um, I wish I win on top for me. I thought Princess Grace was fantastic behind Fangirl. Um, I'm not going to play, but I just thought a really nice run was Ossipenko as well in the same race. Where I just don't know if they know how good this horse is yet. I don't know if it's quite up to a Group One quality of this. I think it's just half level below, to be honest. He's he's class, and don't discount Waller keeping a horse going. It's also still a, a cult. I want to say cult. It's now a four year old, but still got the gonads. So yeah. you always pay attention to that because who knows what they're showing at home, especially with Waller. Hundred percent, and bred out of Piero as well. They're going to be trying to keep those gonads on as long as Correct. possible. Um, and a Vista. First up, oh, Caulfield, she's 1400, Gate 4, Frosty, yeah. 13 bucks. There's a lot of ticks. So yeah. I think if I'm going to have a value play, it's got to be Anaviso. It's your 25 75 type bet. She might just run and then maybe get run down by one too good, but I think she'll yeah. be in the top three or four. Yeah. Um, I think if you play, I wish I win to win and Anaviso each way, you'll make a profit. Well, I've got her leading, and the fact that they've brought her here first up as a clear target, you know that that's her peak figure every prep. And she, she loves the 1400, so I see no reason why they won't lead. I think it's all about whether Alligator Blood comes and pressures her. Yep. Ripping race. Looking yep. forward to it. Um, we'll flip over the cards now. So we'll go over to Ramwick. We're going to do six, seven, eight, nine. What's the track doing? Got a bit of rail and track conditions. Oh, I want to be railed. I'll rail you, mate. So rail plus four. Back two weeks ago, similar to Caulfield, was true, and now it's gone out the four metres. Mm. I thought that day the track played pretty fair when horses were able to make up um, ground along the day. The feature on that day, just to bring everyone's mind to it, was Fangirl, which was a, a second-again tip, mind mm. you. Um, and the feature of that day, where they were making up ground out wide. So all horses got their chance, and I'm thinking the same is going to play out on the weekend. And soft six currently posted, but fine weather for tomorrow and Saturday. Cool. We love that. Love it. We love when they can all get their chance. Yep. Like, even you, re you refer to that fangirl race, like Princess Grace was along the inside. Yeah, completely you can even. still make ground. No disadvantages. Yep. It's exciting. Race six, the Furious, always a good race, 1,200 metres. Kimochi, $3.80, top of the market for Collett and Portelli. Autumn Ballet's four twenty, as is Tiz Invincible. Cigar Flick, $9.00, Platinum Jubilee, nine fifty. Then we got double figures. Amazonian Lass is 16s with Mumbai Muse. Summer Loving 20s, Zardozzi, $23, Fire Lane is 51s. Lazago, Hell Queen, Private Legacy, they're all 101, and Jacko. Mm. Before you do the speed map, I just want to inform you, I don't have a tip. Oh, shit. So it's on me now, mate. I don't like anything. Right I, in fact, 
What time is this on? 2.20, yeah, that's lunch. Yeah, that's lunch. Grab a couple, all good. I'll watch the replay. <laughs> but I'm not going to... No investment. You'll so. watch the replay of our tips about to go, Quinella. <laughs> and it'll be a big price, mind you, but we'll get Might there. Might have the cigars out, you could say. We'll get to that, mate. We might be flicking a Nicaraguan. <laughs> Autumn Ballet with stablemates Amazonian Lass and Platinum Jubilee, all three of them to roll forward. We know what the Waterhouse uh, bot runners do. I don't want to forget our old mate Adrian Bot. Mumbai Muse can be a bit more positive now to 1,200 second up. Fire Lane can also show speed with Kamochi. I didn't think there was too much between those top three in the market, Ned. Um, Kamochi, Tiz Invincible, and Autumn Ballet. I couldn't split them. I couldn't find one between them, so I want to hunt some value. <laughs> I love that. We mentioned that a uh, possible Quinella could be a monster result here. Top pick for me, Cigar Flick. She's ready third up. I don't like she loses the services of Jason Collett and now gets McAvoy, but... What can you do, mate? Mm. She she's third. <laughs> she's third up. You were gonna say something real witty no, then, but no, you're no. just like, no, nope, it is what it is, and it yeah, sucks. Straight batting it, got nothing for her. I'm just flat. <laughs> Cigar flicks third up. Ned, she's ready. Um, up to the twelve hundred. Both her first starts over eleven hundred were solid. She had the win first up, which is not really characteristic of uh, Wallace Camp, is it? To be you know that forward first up. No. She got the win, and then I don't want to say she was unlucky. She probably had her chance second up behind Tiz Invincible. But she rocketed home, weaving between runners and had a bit of a check passage in the straight. I think she's ready now third up. I'm happy to back her at the nine bucks. The saver for me, Ned, and potential Quinella that I touched on before, Mumbai Muse. I've given this horse a bit of air time. Um, and only three starts, to be fair, that it's had. I reckon I've tipped her every three, and she's always at a price. What have we got this week? We've got about 15 bucks, right? Yeah. She's been rock solid. Um, first up, she was caught on the inside, which... I don't want to say disadvantage to be there, but it was definitely maybe a, a length to a length and a half inferior. Still stuck on pretty well. That was definitely just a fitness run building into the prep. Now sticking at 1,200 second up, I think she can bounce back and Brett Preble sticks, which is a big factor for me. So that's the saber with Cigar Flick. Hopefully we're flicking a couple of cigars. Mine flicking mum with you. No tip, nothing from you. No, I'm sorry. Radio it's static. just absolutely... It yeah. is one of those races. And to be fair, talking from a more broader perspective, we're coming into these first few meetings of the spring, and we're not even in the spring yet. It's still 31st of August right now mm-hmm. as, as we're speaking. A lot of these horses are first up. If you're not a trial man and you don't really give a shit about what they're doing, you want to see them come back and actually do it on race day, you're probably just playing small these first few weekends anyway. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly right. That's what I'm doing. 1,000 metres. It's the Concord. A few big hitters back. Mm. But, jeez, doesn't make it any easier, the better the horses are. Nature Strip, $3.20, top of the market. In Secret, three forty. Eduardo, $5. Zapateo, six fifty. Bella Nipatina and Remark, both nine fifty. Then the biggest gap you've seen in the history of punting. $51 rocketing by. <laughs> On the lead, one twenty six. Shelby and Casino Lord at 200s. I've got one for you, Ned. I know we love to play devil's advocate on this show. and uh-huh, don't we? And you love to put me on the spot, so I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Thank you. Neither of these horses are in this race, but speaking of horses that are in the Everest, it's quite topical. Think about it. Is that a massive campaign in Queensland? Sam Clipperton is the normal rider, right? It's already got a slot in the Everest. Mazu is another horse that I think he's already got a slot. If, if not, he's going to have a slot. Mm. If you're Sam Clipperton... Who are you going with? Thinking about it? Or Mazu? If it's dry, think about it. But the thing is, you've got to lock in. 
you got to lock in early. I made the right response. You did. I like that, and that was going to be the caveat. But yeah, you've got to. These jockeys, they're booked months out because if you don't take the horse, mm. someone else is going to take it. I think. Think about it. Mm. I think you got to be think about it. I think if you're having a look at a horse that's still got room to progress, although Mazu does, I think. I think we both know that Mazu has a little bit of a ceiling. Yep. As much as we hope he doesn't, yep. I think he is a ceiling horse. Correct. Think about it, doesn't have a ceiling yet, in no. my opinion. I don't think he's even as good as Mazu potentially yet. Yeah. But I think but he come be. Everest time and mm-hmm. think about it would be the one I'm picking. Especially, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. And the fact that he's had a big win over 1,300 metres, which in my opinion is always the advantage yeah. for an Everest where it's always hot speed. To be able to handle those longer trips and knowing you're not going to be gassed out, massive, massive advantage, so I'm with you. Anyway, sorry, back to this race. No, mate. no, I we, love that shit. We've got Nature Strip and Eduardo that are rolling forward. The old timers, we've got a 10-year-old and a 9-year-old that are starting 1-2, <laughs> um, barring in secret, obviously, why, why in, in does, the market. Sorry, why does Eduardo get a kilo off? Yeah, like, good question. Good question. Maybe you get to an age where you then start getting weight reliefs. Who knows? I don't get it. Maybe it starts working in reverse once you get to a, like a it's nine age. and They're 9 and 10. Their achievements across the last three years are quite similar. Similar enough. Mm, mm. Who knows? Oh, yeah, who knows? They're, they're, they're all fossils up there, mate. And you, you know me, I don't pay too much attention to the weights anyway. You've you got don't. a 600 kilo animal. We're worried about one or two kilos here or there. <laughs> Eduardo Nature Strip to roll forward. There's no, really no other speed influences, Ned. I think Remark being first up, he's trialled well can roll forward and put himself up there. I don't know if he's even going to be one to two pairs off the leaders. They could just be off and gone, and hopefully they're still within the radar for the rest of the field. In secret, it's probably going to be a bit hot for her first up over 1,000. Bella Nepatina, again, a bit hot for her first up as well, but she's shown that she can be effective over these trips. I think they're the other two or three that can be thereabouts. I do want to touch on Remark Ned. Similar to the previous race for you, this is not a race where I'm stepping in with any sort of confidence. I need to see where these horses are at first up. It's very strange because you've got these horses at the top, Nature Strip, Eduardo, that are declining in terms of their figures and, and sectionals they're returning. And you've got horses that are on the way up, your Zapateos, your Remarks, in secret as well. Where are they going to meet the middle and is the baton going to be passed here? But I like Remark. I'm happy to accept the price at $9. He's obviously a horse that I've got a lot of time for. He brained them first up last prep with 62 kilos over this trip and track. Happy to back up here. Um, I'm hoping that he's returning good order based off the trials. In secret, I want to touch on, I've got no doubt that she's going to go on to have the best prep of all of these horses, but I just think it's going to be a bit sharp for her first up, but I'm going to watch for her late. And Bella Nipotini, you just always have to respect in these events. Tough race. Like, fucking nightmare. Like, even you saying remark, then I go through, I have a look, five starts, three wins first up. And a second, 56 kilos, 9.50, like, gun, 1,000-metre horse. Yep, Schiller. So there's a lot to like about him at a price. In secret, first time ever running at 1,000 metres. Why? Mm. Do they think that Nature Strip and Eduardo are on the way out and it's an easy kill? Potentially. Potentially. She's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, I don't know if 1,000 metres is going to worry her too much. Yeah. I think, yeah, in this field, she's the only one that has a realistic chance of an Everest later this prep. I like the two bl- two in blue in secret three forty and Zapateo six fifty. I think twelve dollars into six fifty is just fucking shit house for Zapateo. I would have loved twelve dollars. I would have t- happily had a play. Although I didn't get one of those Morfittville races last preparation and behind probably not as good a fields or winners as you'd like to see. I still think the horse has a lot of room for progression. Mm. When you have a look at only eighteen start career, 
I think it's by Brazen Bow as well, and all the crops of Brazen Bow over the last two years are just getting better and better as well. I don't know. There's something about Zapoteo that I'm just... I'm I'm not... I feel like she's it's split. People either think she's not that good or people think she's going to be the next big thing. Mm. And I'm somewhere in the middle and I wouldn't mind seeing her come out and perform on the weekend. Yeah, definitely. The problem is now when you touched on it is that you've now got to accept the price that she's at. Six fifties just... Yeah, she's not double digits. The sting out of the ground definitely helps her, but... Again, you just want to see them come back and see if she can match motors over a thousand. I'm going to have something on anyway, um, and then in secret, I just think best Class. horse in the field at the moment. Class. Um, if Bella Nipatina was second up, ten dollars would be overs, but it's not. It's first up, so yeah. <laughs> we are not playing there. Tough race. How would you feel about Nature Strip coming out and winning by a couple? How well, would that make you feel? Personally, confused. Well, no. Yes, a little bit confused from a form analyst perspective because all his figures over the last, I want to say, three preps, and we can go back to that run he had at Ascot up the straight. Ever since then, it's been a gradual decline in terms of his figures. Regardless of where he actually finishes place-wise, all you can look at is the times that they're returning, and there's been enough data now to have a good level of confidence he's not going to get back to that level he was once at, which is understandable as a nine-year-old, so I wouldn't be confused but from a personal perspective, I wouldn't give a shit because I'm only having a small play on this on this race, and if that district does me, does me. But I don't have to be with him at three dollars. Yeah, that's fair. I think if 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 he's as good as what he used to be, or anywhere near that, this is his time. Like if he, it, I think on this podcast we spoke a lot about how tired he must have been after that Ascot trip. You know, those preparations just kept going. Then you got to travel over there. you got to do it all. you got to do all the travel, different place, different track, different people. Yep. Do that. Then you got to come back. you got to compete again. As an older horse, too. As an older horse. And then last preparation, he ran sixth and fourth, I believe. And they just tipped him out and they said, you know what? We're going to give you a real big rest. If you don't come back any good, we'll retire you. But then he's come out and had two good trials. Smart, smartest stable in the land. Maybe he does come out and win. Well, the thing is, I've never not seen this horse trial well. I've, True. Like, in his entire career, I've never gone, oh, that Nature Trip doesn't look like he's up to it this prep. He trials like an absolute bomb, and then you just have to wait and see and take him on trust first up. Gate 11 certainly helps him and just lets him get the clearest running that he likes. Eduardo Gate 1, though. Well, they just might be too fast. They might be three lengths ahead of anything else and they can't keep up and they've broken hearts and it's just between the old two battlers again. How good's chatting about those horses again, though? Yeah. Yep. 1600, it's the Chelmsford, another really good race. Think it over's top of the market, 290. <laughs> Montefiore, 440, <laughs> hinged is 460. Another hoof. <laughs> they've swapped Montefiore and hinged since we've sat down. Yeah. Monty's 6 into 440. Jewess, eleven dollars. Richie Mwanga, twelve bucks. Linderman is sixteens. Knight's order, twenty threes with Huya Mal, as well as Major Beal. Forty one dollars there for Mal, Bold Mac. The Zois, the man's always oh, fifty one dollars. Navajo Peak is sixty one bucks. Take us through the speed map. A couple of stays resuming here now again from the same camp. Major Beal and Knight's order are gonna roll forward. Sixteen hundred definitely gonna be short of their best, although Knight's order does have a win over sixteen hundred albeit on a wet track. Lindemann also to roll forward now, second up. Hinge, they're going to need to be positive. She's now in the market. This is really her race now. If she's ever going to win a race like this, it's this one. She needs to roll forward from the wide barrier. Navajo Peak is the other one that can show a bit of speed. You made a bit of an exhale when 
the uh, Think It Over prize. For I feel bad because I really like the horse. Great horse. He's been great over the time. He's had over a year off the scene before he came back, and he was solid first up. But the market has completely overreacted, in my opinion, to yeah. that first up run. Yes, it was a good run. The data was good the last, well, the last 150 metres before the final 50 because he gassed out the last 50, you could tell. And it was great for a conditioning blowout. I'm going to need to see him again before I dive into 280 because he had every chance. I thought Nash had him on the three-wide trail, tagging the right horses into the race, and he wasn't able to sprint with him. So I just think there's an older horse now. Could have been a gut buster first up. I'm waiting to see. You're going to be sick with me, Ned? I don't know. I, I don't want to hear this. I always come back to my old mates. And in the past, I would have thrown a horse like this out for its first up run. And I would have gone, fuck you. Even if I didn't back him, I would have gone, fuck you. I'm Did never you touching you again. I didn't back him. I didn't back him. But now I'm getting involved again. Because this race, I can poke holes through many of the, the starters in the field. Especially at the prices there. I've hinged. I've got pinned as a non-winner. Think it over. I just touched on. Moanga. Richie Moanga. <laughs> Your mate. My mate, Richie Moanga. Yes, he's up there in my stable and he's one of my favourite horses for my favourite trainer. You got so, a photo of him up in your room. Correct, when the Wi-Fi's down, as you say. <laughs> cool. But he's up to 1,600 now, second up. First up, Clippo gave him absolutely none. Four wide the whole way and just petered out to last. He's a horse in the past that has had that sort of progression in his prep where he's done nothing first up, especially now as an older horse then gets up to second up over 1,600 and then progresses through to 2,000 and has a really good prep after that. If you look back to last prep, his last three runs, Dubai Honor, Animo and Ferngirl are the only horses to beat him. That's over the mile to 2,000. So now he's up here, second up, the riding's on the wall. Yes, it's a bit sticky in terms of the map where you're going to get to from two. You'd hope that they can get a bit of space because he's a big lugging horse and he needs room, but it's going to take a good steer and I think $12 is acceptable. I'm on, mate. Interesting. It's a big rap. Huge rap. Well, you look through the field like Dewis, <laughs> Dewis Montefilia, Lindemann, 2,000 metres plus. Same with your mate, Mans, always 2,000 plus. Mm. Think it over, second up off 800 days, hinged, oh. non-winner. Where, where else are we going? Well, yeah. I think I'm with hinged. <laughs> I think I've actually landed on hinged. <laughs> 20 starts for... Eight fourths. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best fourth you've ever seen. She like Kementari. You gotta admit she was a good run. Like she did run fourth, but it was a good fourth. It's a great fourth. It was a very good fourth. Slashing. I wish Princess Grace was in this race, I would have tipped her. Correct. Um yeah, look, four sixty hinge. I'm not super enthusiastic about it. I thought Jewess was a pretty good run. Two thousand obviously beckoning. That's what we're looking for. Mm. But we get eleven dollars here. Like we get eleven over sixteen hundred and we'll get three dollars over two thousand. Yeah, you're right. You're like right. it's fucking just yeah. drawing track helps her as well. I think the same story with Monty. You know? I'm gonna have something on Jewess and something on Hinged mm. if I have a bet that is, but yeah. Oh look, good luck to Moanga, I hope he goes well, but <laughs> fuck, I just can't. Each oh, way all day, Richie mate, he's bouncing back, don't you worry. It's a nice price. I can't have Think It Over at 290, though. Not for me. I, I, I will back him if he does something again, whether he wins or not. I will back him third up if he's shown that he's on the trend line to keep improving. Final race we're going to cover in Sydney is over 1,400 metres. We've got this really progressive type in the tramway. Top of the market, Alentia, $2.45. Been pretty rock solid there, to be honest. 250 open, and it stays around that mark. Pericles is there. Second up, seven dollars fifty after winning first up. Hoping your heart is eight fifty. 
Zayrak $12, my Oberon 15s with Going Global, this Doncaster horse of last preparation. Madame Pomery's 16s, Fireburns there at 19s, Communist 21s as well as Skylab. Democracy Manifest down the page there, $27. Palmetto is 34s with Skyman. New Mandate 51s, Huyamal is a dual acceptor in the race before as well, 51s. And Diamil 71s. Just want to make mention to the scratchings. Also mm. Penko, mm. Cepheus, and Williamsburg. So a couple mm. of really talented scratch, scratchings there. Well, maybe the Ossipenko scratching and, you know, nomination in the Memsey is a bit of a tip in itself. And obviously listening to Waller's comments during the week, he does have a big opinion of that horse. So keen to see progress, maybe later in the prep. Pericles to roll forward first up, but there's no real natural leaders here. I wouldn't say Pericles is a natural leader, but mm. on occasion he may press forward. And by default, I think he just lands there this race. Communists can go forward. Another horse that's probably not a noted natural leader probably that sits outside. Olentia has that bit of race fitness having the first up run. She was obviously exceptional. I think she's worth starting on. She's got the potential to be a freak and she reminds me of Espiona a bit. I don't know if it's the colours, obviously the camp. <laughs> but she reminds me of Espiona. She has that profile where she progresses through the grades and it's got that Waller trademark. He's brought her down from Queensland. She was obviously way too good for them up there. She translated that form down in Sydney, and she's done it across multiple preps now, which I love to see. That's how you know a horse has got genuine talent. When it does it across multiple preps, yep. you know it's got class there because it hasn't just had a good run of, you know, it just gets in form, and then that's all, all you see. I know the price is short. I know it's McAvoy. I know it's a race where it's a bit sticky speed-wise because it's going to be a sedate tempo and a bit of a sit and sprint. But she absolutely toyed with them first up, and I'm happy to back up, and she looks spot on for 1,400 second up couple outside of that, obviously touched on Pericles, is going to get control here. Had the win over 1,400 first up and got the bob over Madame Pomery. Good ride. <laughs> Great gun ride. J-Mac now jumps off to ride another thing, which I'll touch on in a bit. But Pericles, you have to respect. Same with Hope in your heart. She's just a gun mare. Goes well first up. Got the wind track and trip last prep. Have to respect. But also Nash jumping off. J-Mac's gone on going this global. This is the scariest thing in the meeting. What the fuck is going on here? Going global. <laughs> It was a head fuck in the Doncaster, and we didn't know what was going on. Unfortunately, just ran into that bottomless track. Never right. seen anything like it. Has not seen that track prior, so it's a complete forgive for me. Well, it tipped it out straight away, so maybe the horse wasn't right anyway. couple of quiet trials. In the first trial, it sweated up really badly. Second trial was much better. In behind Zaki uh, and the Golden Slipper winner Shinzo. Superb trial coming out of that. And... I think it's a, a yard watch, but at 18, 19 bucks that we're seeing at the moment, I think it's a play anyway. Watch it in the yard to see how the market's going to react, but I'm backing because for J-Mac to jump off Pericles for this horse, and yes, I know it's probably with targets down the track he wants to secure the ride now. I just have to back this horse first up, just knowing it's got talent. I'll be adding something on. $15. I can't believe the agencies have given us $15, to be honest. Mm. I'm like, looking, did, at, I'm like looking I, at tabs, 19. There you go. Well, I just would have thought they might have kept it a bit safer, like more like that $758 and just said, oh, don't back her. She might be all right. Yeah. Instead, they've gone, oh, fuck, we got no idea. It's 15s. I'm going to be having something on. <laughs> That's what we're doing. I've got no idea. Just have 100. 100%. <laughs> um, agree. Alentia, ceilings. There is none. So, yeah, who yeah. knows? Um, yeah. 2.45. Short. It's very short. Um, the one that I want to follow for the prep again is Communist. Third up's the one. So, I'm going to wait again for third up. I thought third up last preparation. I jumped off one early. 
communists and then ended up coming out and winning that 1,600 metre round with guineas or whatever it was. Zach Um Zach. Yeah, you won't get Zach this time. Nope. But, um, yeah, just a little watch. So if he runs well again, Friedman's good trainers, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see. If he comes out, hits the line well, yeah. third up's the one. Yeah, I've got him parking outside the lead as well. He's obviously got a little bit of gate speed, so he might find himself up there. Um Going global, jeez. Oh, jeez. We're just building something with that, aren't we? Yeah. Um, it, you know what? It's either going to be come out and brain them or a big flop or any. Yeah. It's, it's one of those ones. It's just, it smells. Yeah, it stinks. 15 bucks. Have a play. Lose nothing. Um, now, it obviously has been a while, but it doesn't matter the time, the distance, mm. the break. Mm. There's things you just don't forget in this world. One of the things that I never forget is those things that run over in that western state. Those things. Those four-legged, some three. <laughs> over there on the gravel. Some llamas. <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> the best is west, yeah. Jacko. Have you got a best western or have I taken, caught you yeah, off guard? No, believe me. And let me just, <laughs> let me just tee this thing up right. I've just sat back in the, in the seat a little bit here. Look how comfortable we are. You've teed this thing up, right? The more things change, the more they stay the same, Ned. We've done tip sheets the last couple of weeks, right? Best Western's gone bang, bang, right? Just quietly, right? The first one was 3.30, 3.40, Aztec ruler, Chris Parnham, standard, wins by four. <laughs> the next one in the last, Willie Pike in the last, got it done. Again, red 53, we're rolling. So we're going for three on the trot this week. I'm going to go to the last again, Ned. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go tease him. Going to go for my boy again, Ned. Chris Parnham, our friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. I'm trying to pronounce this thing. Starchien. Starchien or Starchien? Uh-huh. Second up for Chris Parnham. You're going to get a bit of a price this week. What do we got? We got $4.50. Would you go with Starchien? Starchien. Cool. Coming out of... Second up, look at your face now, I can't fucking... Second up, Ned, this is a horse that goes very well. She put three together last prep on the bounce, including a second up win over this track and trip, so the profile fits perfectly here. She's at $4.50 at the moment. $4.50? Drawn well in five to Mm. be midfield and park outside them and peel away when needed. She was a very good run first up when she was slashing home. Sectionals were good. And believe me, the fucking times over in WA, I am keeping an eye on. Mm. As, sick as, it, as sick as it is. <laughs> That's so cruel. Pistachia Ned, a little bit wider than what I'd normally see, but I wanted to make sure I had something for the punters in the last. So she's on top for me. $4.50. Chris Parnham sticks. Gate five. Lovely middle barrier. She's going to sit midfield and be very hard to beat. <sighs> That's just exciting to hear that you are back in such a big, big way. Do you know what I mean? Like two on the bounce, just on the socials, and now we're back, and it's just, it's like we never left. Never left, mate. It's always there. I've got a little tip, just a, wee, just a different one. It's not actually horse racing. Oh, okay. It's actually AFL. Right. We're coming to the finals time in the AFL. I just thought I'd mention this. I think Melbourne, the Demons, they finished fourth. I think they'll win it. The whole thing. I know that means nothing what to price, you. What price will we get? $4. Okay. $3, $4 okay. around that mark. Okay. Just if you're having, I don't know, some sort of play at some point in time. Bit of an all-in. Let me have a quick look at what the futures are. What, what would we get for a multi with $4 I wish I win? $4 at the moment. Get about 16 bucks for a multi with <laughs> I wish I win. 
Bang, bang. <laughs> Probably 18. 4.20, I wish I win. Okay. So When's the GF October for mm, AFL? No, it'll be the last Saturday of September, so go. four weeks. So we might build up, build it up. Yeah, okay. Um, but I just thought, because if they... Yeah. If they win next week, they'll shorten the half the quote. Okay. I'm, I'm going to have the quote on. I wish I win after I get hold of him on Saturday. Don't worry about that. Um, have you got a best of the day around? Like, I know we probably haven't spoken about this leading in, but have you got a best for me? Is that well, four of the best? I touched on I wish I win. I think the barrier is the only thing that can beat him. Okay. And yes, it is definitely a factor, 1,400 at Caulfield. But as for her on top for me, she's going to park herself and tag the, the leader Midwest in that race and just present when needed. I think she's going to be too good for them first up. I think as Fora into Jimmy the Bear to mm. run a place. Yeah. I think that's a good bet. Yeah, he's rock hard fit running into some stairs. So with you, mate. Been a pleasure, mate. We'll upload tip sheets onto our Instagram page. Look, this spring, we're going to be attacking this probably the hardest we ever have. Um, make sure you share with your friends Instagram page, share the podcast around. We're trying to put in as much effort for you guys as we can, um, and we're going to make sure the quality content just keeps on coming. Definitely. Get behind us, guys. Stay on board with six winners, seven winners this week. Who knows? Maybe eight or nine. So good luck if you're having a punt, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, mate. Good luck, punters.